Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. Thank you so much for joining us today as we try to get you guys over the hump, get you through the midway point of another week here in the year 2021. We like to, uh, you know, try to push through the weeks, if you will, here. And, uh, you know, we always have our guest, Bill Barnes, on Wednesdays. I think it's very fitting that he's in that time slot because I think for most of us, we need that middle of the week humor or uh, maybe... Uh, whatever Bill does for you guys, you know, he offends you, he pushes you to your limits. Maybe you laugh at some of his dark uh, comedy, dark humor that you don't think you would have, you didn't think you would have in the past. Uh, Whatever the case is, Bill Barnes is here with us once again today for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. And uh, I am just so thrilled that he's agreed to do this with me for so many episodes here. This will be our 47th episode he and I have done together. And uh, guys, today is also the 199th episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. Now, when this started, it was uh, over a year ago. It was me just rambling into a microphone, terrible audio, just uh, talking literally to my phone. I think the first episode I was actually driving, uh, not having any idea what I was talking about. I still don't, but the audio hopefully is a little better. Anyway, uh, 198 episodes ago, I just wanted to get this to get this out there. Start. I wasn't a social media guy posting selfies or pictures, many pictures of myself that, for that matter. I didn't post a whole lot. I said, you know what? What is something I could do? And uh, of course, me being me, totally behind the times, usually about a decade behind things, uh, either a television show or technology. I finally came around and discovered the whole podcast thing, not only as a listener. Uh, but also as a, uh, as a, what would you call me, an operator? Uh, I don't even, a broad podcaster, I guess, a podcaster, broadcaster, whatever it is. Anyway, I started this up and uh, did not know that we'd put together this many episodes. Now, as you know, now we are a Monday, Wednesday, Friday format. During the lockdown of uh, this whole coronavirus uh, life that we've been living, I decided to just go for it and do five days a week and, and do it like a, a daily radio show almost, talking to all kinds of different people. I had the time. It was fun to chat with people. Well, before that, and even uh, during uh, some of the some of that regular schedule, there was some episodes thrown in there, you know, uh, uh, two on Fridays, uh, kind of during 9-11. There was one where I just, uh, significant events, we had special episodes breaking news that you know on a saturday or something where we where we did episodes so if you put all those together whatever the order is there's been 198 previous episodes that we have released it could just be 30 minutes of me rambling into my phone in a car or it could have been 
a two-hour episode with a, a long-form interview with my nice microphone here. Um, it, it, we've come a long way, and I'm really happy that uh, we will be approaching our 200th episode on Friday. And we have a very special guest on Friday. We are going to be joined by Mr. John Lee Sr., the uh, father of John Lee, Bill Lee, and Ken Lee. All three of them have made uh, prior um, – uh, prior, what is, sorry, it's a little late here on a Tuesday night, guys. I'm trying to get this out for you guys. A uh, little tired, a little tired. But anyway, uh, prior appearances, we'll say, on the podcast. And uh, very excited to have you guys hear the interview I did with Mr. John Lee Sr. Wonderful man, uh, a man who has uh, been involved in Curious League for so long. And uh, just will be great to hear from him about uh, being... The, uh, the father of the three Lee boys and, uh, you know, just his his journey throughout life. Uh, he was a math teacher of mine. He's been on countless summer trips for, again, Rio and Care Youth League. Uh, j- just so many stories. And, and the episode went about, the interview, I should say, went about two hours, hour 45. So strap in on Friday. It's going to be a great uh, time. Uh, if, if it takes a couple days to listen to, you know, it, hey, it's something to take with you into the weekend and break up if you need to. But for all the Real Hondo Prep and Carry Youth League uh, fans, listeners out there, you'll really enjoy this one uh, as Mr. Lee takes us down memory lane and talks about some, some great people from the past. So I uh, hope you guys will tune in for that. Uh, now, off to my rant i should say there's something i'm very upset about if you guys are listening to me right now uh i'm hoping the audio sounds pretty good like it's been the past few months well unfortunately you know you can do things right 99 times but the one time you do it wrong is the one time the one time you screw it up is the one people remember right well i've i've done it <laughs> wrong twice here the last two zoom calls i've done with Bill Barnes, which you will hear today, and the interview with Mr. John Lee Sr. that you will hear on Friday. Unfortunately, my audio sounds pretty bad. It sounds like I'm distant, I'm in another room, and what happened was, as I mentioned on Monday, there was an issue with my USB port on my laptop. Uh, I inexplicably uh, (laughs) managed to uh, somehow select the microphone on my computer. I didn't know there was one or I don't know, but my audio sounds terrible. Nothing like hopefully it sounds right now. So that's just a fair warning for the interview with Bill Barnes today, as well as the interview for Friday with Mr. John Lee. I'm hoping that I've fixed it. I forgot to click a box, I think in the Zoom (laughs) Zoom testing of the audio, but it brings up a good lesson, right? That um, sometimes we, we look at these you know, checking our work and maybe doing things uh, b- beforehand, a pre-show, uh, if you will. Uh, and we we sometimes skip over some things. I know I'm not the only one who's guilty of this. There's there's things we're supposed to do on a daily basis or maybe at our work. And, you know, whatever those tasks might be, some of them are not that important or minimal, right? But minuscule and we skip over them sometimes. Well, I messed up. I I uh, and I didn't know. I didn't know until I heard the audio. Wait a minute. What happened? What's different from the other uh, hundreds or so episodes that I've done? Why does it sound different now? And it just so happened. It was just something you didn't check. I didn't check, or you know, there was some connection issues. So I do apologize. This takes me back almost a year ago to when I was just struggling 
with audio on a daily basis. Where do I plug in where? How do I turn the mic on? What is Wi-Fi? All, all this stuff. I don't think you guys could truly comprehend how, uh, how far uh, I have come technological-wise. It's amazing. It's a miracle. miracle. Minor miracle. I get an episode out for you guys on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I got to tell you. So uh, Bill Barnes comes in loud and clear today, as does Mr. John Lee Sr., on Friday, but my audio, you're going to have to bear with me. Listen, you guys tune in for the main event on Wednesday and Friday to hear those two men. You don't need to hear me as well, but still you might have to, to listen closely to what I'm saying because, uh, there was some, some good moments. I thought I had a few decent questions anyway, not to take away from our guests, but, uh, anyway, that's kind of just, a. A, a look into the future, if you will. Be prepared for some rough audio. Uh, again, I apologize. I'm going to do my best not to let it happen again because uh, I'm trying to just brush it off and be like, well, yeah, it happens. That's life. But uh, I do try to take pride in this podcast, guys. I know it is uh, something that a lot of people tune in. Not a lot, but, but a few of you guys tune into. And uh, man, I, I just feel like I I let the team down. I feel like I, you know, I fouled someone late in the game when I shouldn't have, or I missed a tackle or something. That's, that's what I feel like right now. I dropped the fly ball, the ground ball, or, you know, ah, so anyway, I got to get out there, get some reps, get some practice in to uh, see if I can make this a better experience for all. Uh, okay. Bill Barnes is joining us today from an undisclosed location. You know, he's an international man of mystery. He will tell you right off the bat where he is at, but I got to tell you, this is a first for the get home safe podcast. It's a first. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I've recorded with people in a similar position to what he's been in, but not quite where he is. So uh, stay tuned for that here coming up shortly. And uh, what is something that's kind of on my mind uh, just off the top of my head? Okay. Uh, let me talk temptation, temptation. I'm not going to go all, uh, you know, Sunday church sermon on you here, but, but temptation, you know, we all try to avoid certain foods. Uh, at least I do. There's certain things I just need to stay a hundred percent away from not, not even take, take a little bit of, right. It's usually involving bread or sugar. I can usually get away with the other stuff. I try to don't eat fast food, whatever. All right. But something that is hard to do is it's hard enough to kind of stay away from bad things. But when something is offered to you as free, oh, that's difficult. Let me give you an example. Like, so today at work, I go into work and um, it's it's pretty easy for me to stay away from sugar. I don't buy candy bars. I don't, I don't, you know, Bill Barnes, he loves his Oreo cookies. He just doesn't buy them. I think that's a good, simple solution. But if you put them in front of him, he will definitely indulge, right? He loves his Oreo cookies. I just found this out recently. We got to get some uh, shipments of Oreo cookies from uh, from some fans out there or get maybe the Wednesday, weekly Wednesday weigh-in will be uh, sponsored by Oreo cookies and uh, maybe Jack Daniels. We'll work on those sponsors for Bill. But anyway, you know, it's for me, certain temptations are easy, easel, easel, evil, easy. Get it together, Matt. Easy to uh, to conquer, if you will. But I got to tell you, when when someone offers you something for free, when the donuts are free, or like in Bill Barnes's case, the Oreo cookies are free and they're brought to him, oh, that's hard. That is some willpower. I can very easily, even at the house here, stare at some sugary dessert type objects in the refrigerator. I can stare at them and be like, nope, not doing it. 
But man, when you when you get that when you get that uh, random surprise, uh, like at work, someone brings donuts, or it's someone's birthday. Oh, there's cake! Like that throws you off because you're not ready for it, right? And I think that is when temptation in any in any era area of life gets us is when we're not expecting it. We can usually conquer it when we are ready for it. Oh man, this is going to be a tough uh, a tough day. I, I know what I know what to expect. I'm not going to get beaten by this, right? But when it comes out of nowhere and it's like, ooh, it's a slightly different angle. It's a little bit of a curveball at us. I think that's where where we fall a little bit. I know I have, and I did today. I'm on this, uh, you know, no dessert, um, um, very simple, simple concepts, no dessert. Um, and someone brought donuts today and I failed. I failed. I said, well, it's free. I can't pass up free. Come on. I have a responsibility to partake. And so, uh, I took one and, uh, you know what? God is punishing me for it with uh, poor audio. That's what I think happened. But, uh, he, he looked into the future anyway. Uh, I won't get all scripture, scripture or spiritual on you guys, but uh, no, I do think it's harder to. Uh, it, it's easier to fight things when you kind of know when they're coming. When it's a surprise, that was again that was the number one thing in umpiring. Don't be surprised. Always be ready for anything. And if you're not ready for anything, well, anything can knock you knock you on the ground a time or two. I, I think. <laughs> I, I, oh, be ready, guys. Be ready for those free donut days because. You guys who've been in the the workforce, you know, they come at you at the most random times. I thought it, you know, Christmas, Valentine's Day, all these. I thought all these these uh, dessert celebration days were behind me. Nope, I didn't have a head on my swivel. Head head on my swivel. Head on a swivel, and uh, I got blindsided. So what can I tell you? Anyway, enough out of me. Let's get to Bill Barnes. Again, he is joining us from an undisclosed location. And uh, Bill and I had a rather spirited conversation towards the end of our interview today where we were discussing the national anthem. Bill's stance has been that, you know, for some of these teams that don't want to uh, honor and respect our flag and, and want to, you know, treat it like uh, uh, a moment for them to, uh, you know, protest or whatever and uh, and jump into some I don't know, other causes or whatever the case is. They want to take away from what the American flag and the national anthem stands for, in my opinion, and use it for their own personal interest. Um, Bill has said long and hard that, you know, he he just, he says, don't play it. That's not my solution. So him and I go at it a, a good 10 minutes or so towards the end of the podcast, uh, all in fun, of course, respectfully, of course. Uh, but we gave our opinions, and uh, I thought we we came at each other uh, pretty strong in a very professional light, if you will. So stay tuned for that towards the end of the interview. Uh, let's see here. What else? Anything else? Probably not. You guys want to hear Bill Barnes, so let's get to it. I will step aside. I recorded with Bill on Tuesday morning, and it is now Tuesday night, pretty late at night. At the end of the day, I've been gone and gotten back. I said, I got to do the the brief introduction for Mr. Bill Barnes, or uh, you know what? We can't just dive right into the poor audio. I need to tell everyone why it sounds so terrible and 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 take a. It sounds like it was many months ago when I was recording. Anyway, that's enough, guys. I will step aside. Let's get right to it. It is Wednesday, and it's time for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Mm-hmm. 
It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Okay, another Wednesday, another episode with Bill Barnes, and he is joining us today from an undisclosed location. He is off the map, off the radar, and uh, I'll let him fill you guys in. Bill Barnes, thank you for joining us. It's Tuesday. We're recording. Uh, your listeners are, I'm sure, curious as to your whereabouts. Well, <clears throat> time for a little vacay, time for a little getaway. So I am in the lovely port city of Puerto Vallarta. Well, I got here yesterday, flew in, uh, never been here before. Um, a friend of mine who I've known for 30 years, a uh, lady friend of mine lives down here and she was gracious enough to invite me down to her three-story uh, home compound that if you watch any type of Mexican soap operas, or if you watch any type of uh, narcos uh, type shows, it is a spinning image of that. The color schemes, the, the decorations, the, uh, the uh, federales with uh, machine guns walking through the streets. It is exactly what you would see on one of those shows. So I feel right at home. Well, I know you're a huge fan of those uh, those shows, Narcos. Uh, are, are you getting any any uh, DEA looks uh, from from the locals, Bill? That you might be a, a, a government official of any kind? Um, hold on here. I think I lost you. No, I, I hear you. We just lost your we lost your video. That just means you you're. Uh, we can hear every word you're saying, Bill. Don't leave us. See. The federales are, are rolling in on you as we well, speak. See, there you go, man. We've got a door kick and a, and a uh, and some bloodshed imminent here. If, if you hear loud noises, just uh, go about your day. Don't worry about me. Uh, uh, <laughs> we heard sirens, and then your phone went black, and then we could still hear you. Thank God, Bill. Oh, here, here we go. Here we There's your back. beautiful mug. Thank God. All right, here we go. All right, cancel the international incident. Everything's fine. Okay. Um, so anyway, funny story, uh, got in yesterday, uneventful flight, left Ontario at uh, 8.45, connecting to Phoenix, everything's wonderful, everything's beautiful, um, have my own row on both legs of the flight, my own row, I can stretch out, relax, do whatever. So <clears throat> I land in uh, Puerto Vallarta, I go through customs, everything's fine, no problems, I get out, to this little Corona, for those of you that have been to Puerto Vallarta, you'll know there's a Corona bar, Corona beer bar right outside the uh, front door of the airport. So I'm sitting there having a uh, Modelo, waiting for my friend to arrive. And <clears throat> she gets there, comes up behind me, sits down. We're having some, uh, we're having a beer. And <clears throat> lo and behold, she says, hey, I found, I found um, uh, 200 pesos which is about, I guess, $60, 60 US dollars. She goes, I found 200 pesos on the ground. and I held it up and nobody claimed it. So I guess it's ours. I guess I'm buying. I said, fantastic. So about two minutes later, the bartender 
comes up and he goes, uh, ma'am, uh, the money you found is <clears throat> belongs to our, our waitress. She goes, no, it doesn't. She goes, no, it doesn't. She had her chance. She had her chance to claim the money. She goes, you saw me flashing around and you're trying to roll me for the money. She goes, I've lived here long enough to know that I'm not going to be taken for this. I'm thinking, oh, Jesus Christ. I've been here 10 minutes and we've got an international incident in the brewing here. And so he, the guy shakes his head and, and goes and then I figure, okay, well, maybe, you know, she scared him off. Well, no, no, he comes back, is ready to leave a, a, uh, Two, two, uh, two, two, I don't know if they're airport cops, federalities, I don't know what the hell they were, but they had guns and they walk up and they're questioning her and they surround her. And I'm thinking, gee, I go, is this the Mexican version of, uh, of, uh, of Candy Camera? Is the joke on me here? You know, is somebody going to pop out of a cake? What, what's happening? I'm thinking, this is just bull, this is weird. I go, thank God I was at the airport. If she'd have been arrested, I would have turned around, gone back into the airport. I don't give a shit if it had cost me a thousand dollars. I'd have purchased the next fucking flight out of there and gone home. So <clears throat> evidently there was a witness that saw the young lady drop the money. Witness came forward. She says, Hey, that's all I need to know. There's a witness that she, it's, it's her money then here. Boom. They gave her the money back. And thank God we got in a cab and we got the fuck out of there. And I said to her, I go, what, what are you doing? I go, I mean, th these people made a major production out of the money. Of course it was their money. She goes, yeah, I know. I just don't like, she goes, I've lived here long enough to know that, you know, they'll try to roll you and, and take advantage of you for every dime. They think we're some dumb Americans coming in as tourists. She goes, you're the tourist. I'm not. I've got to show you the ropes. Wow. I said, Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> that is, that is good stuff. So I could see you sweating freaking your modello oh, there i could just see you it. have no idea i, I thought oh my god <laughs> a, a mexican jail is not where i want to be <laughs> no you would not fare well there oh my goodness well how was your travel you had the whole road to yourself how was the traveling experience uh, internationally of course how how was that whole thing in this COVID era we live in southwest you know um Fine. It was nothing. Just, just have to wear a mask all the time. You're on the plane. Now, there is, if you want to be, a, it, being a flight attendant in today's world is very, very simple. You're there to open the door in case the plane crashes. That's all you do. <laughs> they do nothing. They give their, their safety announcement and they go sit down. And they hand out bags of bag, they, they hand out bags of peanuts and ice water. That's what you get on planes now. So I'm thinking, well, shit, why should, if nowadays, why should anybody travel in anything more than either Spirit Air or Frontier? Because that's all they ever did in the first place. And everybody has lowered themselves to their standards now. So why waste money on United or Delta or any of those nice big airlines when you can fly, you know, the substandard ones and get the same service? Well, Bill, sodas are unsafe. I mean, it's sodas are, are an alcoholic beverage to the passengers, that's that's just unsafe it's like it's like wearing two masks it's just necessary i mean uh it's necessary to wear two masks and it's unnecessary to have to have those risks of having those snacks on a flight uh, so, and speaking of masks speaking of masks it's a it's very loose down here um, i see a lot of yeah a lot <laughs> of people wear masks a lot of people don't 
Um, and I, you know, last time I checked, I don't see a big outbreak of uh, COVID-19 in, in, in uh, Puerto Vallarta. No, and maybe uh, it's the nice, maybe it's the nice tropical air blowing it all out to sea. I don't know. Who knows? And that's a pretty touristy vacation spot, right? For a lot of Americans, don't they? There are a lot of cruises and stuff down there. Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. Other than the um, the neighborhood I'm staying in, I saw a whole lot of Americans down at the <laughs> beach, down at uh, on the walk down to the beach last night. Yeah, yeah. And that's what this, this definitely does look like an episode of Narcos with the kind of the background you got going on behind you. I am, I have some of those. Well, I've got, I've got, I've got three Mexican federal agents with guns to my head as we're speaking. <laughs> uh, you will denounce I mean, America, denounce America. Yes. Yeah. So, um, no, it's, it's uh, so far as I've been here about 20 hours and so far I have not had any, 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 uh, um, threats on my life or anything. And, so. and well, well, just wait until they find out that you are a, a, a co-star of, of one of the biggest podcasts in America. I mean, then yeah. you're going to be in some trouble, my friend. You right, know, you will. So be careful out there. Don't, don't. Uh, it's a good thing we we do radio and not television. Otherwise, I think you'd really be in trouble. Um, exactly. So, so you told you told your your host that hey, thanks for having me, but uh, I gotta tell you. On Tuesday morning, I have to record uh, my weekly mm -hmm. episode. I'm sorry, it's it's show business, right? It's got to happen. The show, the show must go on. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you guys understand how passionate Bill Barnes is about his uh, his his, uh, his show here, guys. So coming from you from another country, coming to you from another country, Bill Barnes. Or we've, uh, we've now we've we've taken this show uh, international. Yes, know, sir. We're reaching out and we're making this uh, you know bigger than bigger than America. <laughs> we've gone to the extension of california which is mexico uh yeah exactly Southern you know what South. i'd like to see happen i would like to see all the mexicans who want to come to california come but for every mexican that comes to california a california resident has the 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 opportunity to come down to here and live and take and set up residency and live cheap and live the good life that that why any mexican would want to leave this area is beyond me the, the the beaches are beautiful the weather's beautiful um you know i mean you can wash dishes just as well in puerto vallarta as you can in well, Los I'll, I'll make i'll make it i'll counter your argument though you could say the same things about southern californians why you want to leave southern california the weather's great there's beaches and this and that uh, there's other things that people don't see, you know, so I'm sure you're living yeah. a good life now. You don't, you don't see the, uh, the bad areas <laughs> where you're at, I'm sure. So, well, who knows? you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, there, there should be some type of trade arrangement being made. Yeah. It's not all Newport beach or, uh, or, you know, Malibu, uh, well, in, I'll, I'll trade, I'll trade either one of those cities for for uh, PVR any day of the week. Nice, very nice. Well, maybe uh, we'll be down there more often. Uh, Bill, I heard a funny joke that I thought of you, and you, you've said something similar uh, when you spoke in the clinics and things, but it was the Colin Cowherd podcast. He has he does one now three days a week, 30 minutes, where uh, he has somebody on that he interviews, and he had Joe Buck on, the, uh, the Fox broadcaster, and he was talk, telling a story about his dad, Jack Buck, the legendary uh, Cardinals announcer and baseball announcer and he's he said they they had this like breakfast 
the banquet or something, luncheon, and the, the, the players, everyone had to do one. It was mandatory, and it was for fans or whoever. And so they had an away game. They flew all night and got home, and then they had this a game that night, and then they had a morning banquet. Well, Jack Buck gets up there. No one wants to be up there. Everyone's kind of groggly-eyed and, uh, you know, from travel and everything, and he tells everyone, hey, guys, you know, welcome to our the breakfast or whatever. Um, we lost a tough game last night. You know, uh, we got on the plane. We traveled all night. You know, we didn't land until uh, till about midnight, 1 a.m., and uh, we weren't in the arms of our loved ones until about uh, 2 a.m., but uh, then we went home to our wives at six, and here we are now. <laughs> you well done. Well done, Jack. <laughs> I don't think you can say that nowadays. No, you could not. <laughs> something, something similar. When I was a, when I was a young cop, uh, we would have parties. You know, we'd get off at 11 o'clock at night, and we'd have parties in the parking lot across the street from the uh, police department. We'd drink a little bit, put, you know, get a bonfire going. And some of the older guys, the older coppers, would leave maybe an hour after they didn't stay long. And I asked this one guy, I go, Dave, how come you're leaving so early? He goes, ah, he goes, I got to be in bed by midnight wow. and home by three. <laughs> in bed by midnight and home by three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. So yeah. That, was, that, that, that stuck in my mind for all these years. And we should make listening that. to Jack Buck's story kind of uh, reminds me of that. So, oh boy. Oh, you, you coppers yeah. got some, got the, always got <laughs> plenty mm -hmm. of those types of stories. Oh boy. Uh, well, Bill, we, you know what? We talked about man card violations last night and one person uh, tuned in, uh, our good friend, Margie, an avid listener. She wrote us an email and she said, you know what? I have a few uh, man card violations for you from a woman's perspective. Would you like to hear them, Bill? I, I would love to hear him. Our good friend Margie from Calamesa. Yes. Do a shout out to her. I hope she's doing well. I think she probably is. She's uh, um, retired now and, and living the good life, walking dogs and staying outside and and just living the uh, living the dream in Calamesa, California. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, well, here's a few that Margie sent us from a woman's perspective. She said. Uh, and Bill, you'll comment after each one. How's that? Um, she said, sitting in the car at the gas station while your woman pumps the gas. I've done that. <laughs> I've done that because so I've been too guilty. guilty. I've been too intoxicated to get out of the car to do it. Oh, so you're giving an excuse. Yes. yes. Okay. So yes. But that is that is pretty lame. What man card violation? I think that's a violation. Uh, absolutely. I think okay. her. So you're guilty and it is a violation. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that one. Okay. Having a teeny tiny dog. When I first read that, because we, we went over this, when she said having a teeny tiny dog, I read it as something else that started with a D. And I'm thinking, well, sometimes you just can't help that, you know, but no, you're right. Having a small dog a small tiny dog. Yeah, I could see. I'm about 50% in on that. So so here's the debate. Uh what defines a teeny tiny dog? Is it something say I would say maybe a toy poodle? Toy poodle. Chihuahua? Uh no, because chihuahuas are psychos. Okay. So they, they're fiery. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. they, they make up for their mm -hmm. lack of size. 
So what, what would you say if you could fit it in your purse? What about like a wiener dog? Uh, no, wiener dogs are psychos too. Okay, well. Uh, I would say anything that you can go uh, Paris Hilton and, and fit it into your, into, your, uh, into, your, into your satchel or your man purse, that would be a man card violation. Okay, okay, that's, that's good to know. No, we, we're all for clarity here, so that's, that's important. Okay, here we go. Another one Margie sent us. Driving a Prius. I know plenty of guys that drive a Prius, and it's the only reason they do is because that's what their company gives them. And they're pretty much forced to be, uh, to almost wear a dress and drive the Prius. So <laughs> if you drive a Prius and it's your choice, uh, yeah, we could go there. I, I know. Or, uh, okay, I, I would go one for, remember back when they used to have a v, the VW Beetle with the little flower on the dash? <laughs> that would be a man cart violation. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Okay. And, I, and, and believe me, I've seen men drive those things. <laughs> and um, the other one is where you have a, they have a bumper sticker on their bumper, no matter what kind of fucking car it is. And it says, I LV my wife. Oh, look, you don't have to, you don't have to, to advertise that. We don't care. We're assuming you do. You don't need to advertise it. Yeah. Know? No kidding. Um, which I've got to say this funny story about uh, an old buddy of mine, Chris Griner, lives in Grand Junction, Colorado now. I think he listens. I think he does because he has nothing to do during the day at all. So this would be a good uh, valve for him. He, about 1988-89, we were both cops together, and he got divorced, and she took everything. And I mean fucking everything. She took the, not only the pictures off the wall, she took the nails that held them, held them on the wall. Everything. So he was living in a camper shell at a buddy's house and he had to buy a car. So he went, what we used to have were lean sales at these tow, tow companies. I know we're getting off the subject here, but no, let's go. It, 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 it's, a, it's funny. He had a like, a, I don't know what it was. It was just a piece of shit. It was like a Dodge Colt, 1982 Dodge Colt that uh, didn't have any bumpers. Um, a couple of the gears and the transmission were missing. All it was was virtually a transportation vehicle. And on the license plate frame of the car, it read, get divorced and you too can drive a pile of shit. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's yep. funny. That is good yep. stuff. Um, no, man, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> I'll make an amendment to the, uh, or, or, or an observation on the Prius. Uh, I've never driven one, but I understand people drive it again for gas. Uh, I, uh, you see a lot of Uber or taxi guys drive it because of, again, all the driving you do in gas uh, related. I knew a guy that uh, kind of works with as a, uh, what was it called? The, uh, paparazzi so uh, those types of guys drive drive the Priuses so they can don't have to fill up often but anyway yeah I think in general probably a, probably a man card violation Margie would you say yes or, uh, yeah, from Margie yeah okay Bill here's another one uh watching figure skating um yeah yeah unless you're Brian Batano or <laughs> or or Peggy Fleming's husband or um 
the guy that 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 took the knees out of the the competitor the, the competitor unless you're one of those guys that have a reason for watching it and you're waiting for the for the skater to come off the ice so you can club her in the knees i guess there's absolutely no reason why you would watch figure skating <laughs> well if you're a supportive husband i mean yeah hey if your wife's going for the gold or uh uh, yeah, the whole Tanya Harding, Nancy Harding, Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, unless you're, one of that, unless you're that big fat thug that, that took out uh, uh, Nancy, uh, whatever her name was, Nancy Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan, yeah. What up? Yeah, I was going to say Nancy. I was going to say Nancy Lieberman, but she's the basketball player and she could have probably kicked his ass. So, <laughs> um, what, a, what an absolute uh, horrible human, well, I shouldn't say human being, uh, but, but to, to beat a woman, to break her leg like that, that's horrible. I mean, <laughs> Well, that's the, that was the that was the white trash uh, uh, trailer park mentality of these people back then. I guess gold medal. Wow. Uh, okay, so figure skating. Yeah, we agree on violation. Okay, I don't know where this came from. Uh, maybe some bad relation. I don't know. Margie threw this one at us. Uh, trying on her clothes. I think it's definitely a violation. That's, that is that's beyond man card violation. That is. <laughs> That is Norman Bates shit right there. That this person needs to be institutionalized and 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 locked up immediately. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, okay. Next one. Uh, this is for specifically for men over thirty driving a lifted truck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm there. Um, guys that drive lifted trucks usually. Are compensating for for a part of their anatomy which does not lift. <laughs> so, I would probably be in agreement there. Um, there's only two two other drivers that I hate more than lifted trick truck guys, and that's a guy who drives a Dodge Challenger or a Dodge Charger. They think that the freeways are their private fucking autobahn, and they can go 120 fucking miles an hour in and out of traffic, and being complete with their tinted windows being complete jerk offs and i absolutely stand up and applaud loudly and violently when one of these jack offs wraps his car around a telephone pole i love it that's what they deserve <laughs> see these are good this is why we need to hear more from the audience because even if it's just one bullet point can we still call them bullet points? Is that like offensive to somebody? Uh, no, no, no. It is. Um, we will call them. Uh, Peaceful points? Call, I don't know. <laughs> we can't call them bullet points at all. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Uh, no. How about uh, cap, cap gun ammunition points? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll come up with a new name, guys. So, sorry for those offended in the audience about the whole bullet points. We'll, we'll, we'll try to be better here on the, on the program. Okay, the lifted truck. Yeah, I, I, I don't quite get that whole thing. But anyway, uh, okay, what else did, uh, she's only got a couple more, maybe one more. Let's see, okay. Uh, last one she listed, she said, I don't know if you're guilty of this one, Bill, getting a spray tan. Never, I've never, never. gotten a spray tan, no. You're all no, natural. I have, gone to, I have gone to tanning beds back in my past, but I've never had the spray variety. That would be, unless you need to get dark for some type of wedding or something really really quick there would be absolutely no reason for you to go and get a spray tan that would be like you know someone just either urinating on you or defecating on you for no good reason 
spray tan. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I yeah. don't know why. I mean, what's the difference between a spray tan, a golden shower, or whatever? I mean, no, we don't want any type of that. That's just not, that's not a healthy situation. <laughs> oh man, uh, let's see. That's uh, yeah, that was it from Margie. It says, I'm sure most women will agree with these. Take care, Margie. Thank you, Margie, for writing in. We love hearing from you, and thank you so much. That is outstanding, outstanding information and please all of our our four or five listeners i want you to learn from margie get on the typewriter typewriter get on the keyboard and send us an email on what's grinding your gears and we will expound on yeah it could be guys here's the thing it can be it could be anything bill yeah. is your bill is your rabbi your your bartender your uh you know psychologist whatever you need if you just want some thoughts from bill hey what do you think yeah. about this situation or whatever um, tell Bill to think if you need to be anonymous, it's fine. We understand. Although we'd love to know who's talking to us. Uh, okay. This is from our good, uh, friend, the trainer, trainer, Kevin's the doctor, Dr. Kevin Scarpio up in, um, Adelanto, his man card violation. This is a rather simple one. I think we might get some pushback on this. What do you think of this, Bill? He says uh, a female driving around a male. Is that a man card violation? A female doing what? Driving, driving a male. So no, he's doing the that's driving. not a man. No, because that could be out of necessity because your license is, is suspended or revoked. And uh, to to uh, eliminate further uh, dilemmas with the law, you're allowing your your uh, passenger, your normal passenger to drive. Yeah, no, and no, you never that, know. I mean, yeah. and, unless you've got a good reason. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll preface that. If you're both good, solid licensed drivers, I've seen no reason why the man shouldn't drive, but if there's a reason, then fine. But yeah, that's that's a uh, that's a fair assessment. It's a, it's a fair assessment. It's it's interesting to throw out there. I mean, think about it. when you go out on a date uh, with your your wife or or uh, you know your significant other, whatever. Typically, you as you know, it's just customary that the man drives. Mm -hmm. It's not like the woman can't drive. It's just it's mm -hmm. uh, tradition. I I don't know. Um, but yeah, Bill, you've had uh, one or too many uh, John Daniels and needed to be transported before, so. Uh, you know, whoever you're with drove you at the time. That's that's just commonplace, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, interesting. Okay. Here's a question Kevin sent in, Bill, that I think you will, uh, you'll give us some good insight here. And I know every day is different, but here's a message from Kevin Scarpio. Uh, Bill, what is, what is the life in the day of a police officer? Is it like the movies depict cops with a locker room changing, daily briefings and assignments? What can you tell us about kind of a typical day, if there is such a thing, for a police officer? Well, it just depends, uh, you know, <clears throat> at what point in, in your career you are. I would say a young new cop uh, nowadays, they're either A, uh, you know, working night. I mean, a lot of <clears throat> departments have gone to 12-hour shifts. So you're either working 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So it kind of cuts down on your work day. Um, your work day is pretty much working and sleeping. However, um, I would say you go in, you either come to come to work partially dressed, and I got to just throw a shirt and your belt on, or you come in and you maybe work out before shift, shower, get dressed, go into roll call, briefing. And briefing is a lot different than what it used to be. Back in my day, we were throwing paper airplanes at each other. We were calling each other filthy, rotten names. 
we were, uh, you know, just completely uh, <clears throat> being uh, jokesters on one another. Where nowadays it's kind of like um, your first day in, in first grade. You're sitting there, hands in front of you, pencils poised, and you're not talking to anybody because it's a new and improved uh, non-jocularity format, you know, and a lot of joking and fooling around and, uh, you know, kibitzing is frowned upon in municipality police departments now. So it's pay attention, do as I say, not as I do. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Uh, roll calls over, you go out, you check out your vehicle, get in, and you've got about 10 calls pending waiting for you. And then you handle the, the hot shot calls in between the uh, report calls. So that's, you're basically a, you're a Band-Aid for major surgery. You're a Band-Aid for major surgery. Um, you know, somebody needs open heart surgery, you as a cop, you're a nitroglycerin pill taped onto the sternum of the, of the outside of the body. That's about how effective you are. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, uh, you always have a way, Bill, of summing things up. That's got to be from your years of experience. You know how to just sum up uh, a situation with, with a catchphrase or something. <laughs> Band-aid for surgery. That is really... Well, let's, let's bring it down to layman's and, 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 and uh, simple people's terms. Of course. We don't need the big, uh, we don't need the big $9 words to confuse our listeners. You know, we don't need to sit here and pontificate how fucking smart we are with our with our thesaurus of uh, knowledge of big words. <laughs> we don't need well, that. Well said. Uh, you're a man. You've always been a man of the people. I mean, Bill Barnes is a man of the people. Um, our, our good friend, John Lee, didn't send in a question. Uh, John Lee from Oregon. He sent us. Uh, he, I actually interviewed his dad, Bill, and uh, John Lee Sr. And he's going to be uh, the main event on Friday. Uh, John Lee Sr. So really funny. You always have good guests on Friday. You always have good guests on Friday. Yeah. You know, it makes up for the Wednesday schmuck that you have on and who just, you know, mouths off and doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. But you always have good guests on Friday. Yeah, it's a gradual buildup, Bill. You know, you gotta you gotta start in the trenches and then uh, work our way to to the to the mountaintop. So uh anyway, his dad is on, but uh in, in talking to his dad, there was a story uh he and I talk about but it was a quote from the story that John thought you might enjoy. And uh, his middle brother, Bill, Bill, no pun intended, you know, shocking there with a little bit of a temper. He's a, he's a Marine. He's been on this podcast before, but uh, basically there was going to be this, this fight post game in the parking lot. And it was John and Bill and their dad. And, and I think uh, can, whoever it was might've been Steve Amon, your other good friend from Oregon, uh, you, you uh, Rio Hondo prep guys, you're a bunch of thugs, man. You're always <laughs> looking for fights and, and, no. and raising hell. Come no. on. No, no, hey, not not looking for fights or starting fights, but not well, afraid to fight and we'll finish your fight. So uh, apparently they're, yeah, they're the parking lot. The dad's trying to get them to go, hey, let's go, guys. Come on, come on. And Bill, Bill Lee, uh, he turns to these guys that are, that are kind of approaching him and, and talking smack to him. And he says something along the lines of, uh, hey, pick your best three guys and let's do this. <laughs> so John wanted to share that uh, with you just to be like, you know what? That's one way to escalate a situation, but also to put some fear into some people, right? I mean, hey, pick your best three. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm, Absolutely. Pick your best three. Have you ever been in a, in a confrontation like that? Probably off the clock, of course, where 
maybe a, a, a gin mill fight or something or a confrontation where you had to be like, all right, it's put up or shut up. There's no retreating. You got you to gotta put your best foot forward here, even if it's a bluff. Um, you know, I mean, if you have any man type livelihood, you're going to always, there's always been times when you've been in a situation where, you know, you've, you've uh, you know, booze, booze, um, adrenaline, and the, the, the competition for hot women is always, a, is always a toxic mix. So there, there, there's, there's been a time or two and nothing a bar stool over the head can't uh, cure. You know, any, any, any injuries from some of these confrontations or bumps or bruises? Uh, no, 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 no. You, 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 you get the first shot in, you hit and run. <laughs> you hit the, and run. Says the police officer. <laughs> hey, when you, you, <laughs> the first lesson they teach you is you don't fight fair. <laughs> now, hey. These are lessons for a reason. These are you don't you know, fight fair. You don't fight fair. I, I like that. I like. <laughs> oh boy, good stuff, uh, Bill. You know, I started a new show. It's been out of the. It's been out for a long time, or finished, I should say. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, Valerie actually got me into it. Uh, she's watched it before. It's it's called Dexter, and it's about a forensics expert from the Miami uh, Metro Police Department. Yeah, that came out about 10 years ago. I'm glad you're, 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 current, you're up on current TV shows. You know me, it's though. It's outstanding. Like you, I'm always, I'm always a decade behind when it comes to things. But it's, uh, again, I know, you know, you, you are that, you'll go back and watch stuff. And see, this guy, he's a, he's a vigilante serial killer, basically. He tortures and kills his, uh, his victims. And he, he has a great front because he's a forensics guy. Yeah. So he can, he can clean up his, he can go clean up the murder he just did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's interesting. And it was, what, the reason I bring it up is because they really go inside the police force, uh, the bunch of cops in the show. Uh, his sister is an up and comer, uh, foul mouth, just heavy drinker, just a uh, total, I think. Sounds like my kind of woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I was like, every time I see her, I'm like, yeah, Bill would probably be a good partner with her. So um, yeah, stay tuned. You might have to check that out. Give it a few episodes to try. Uh, you know, when, when I first when I first became a cop um, in the early '80s, you know, it was kind of frowned upon to date other cops, and they just you just didn't do that. You either hit on waitresses or nurses or someone that has in like a 24-hour job like you do. It wasn't really vogue or fashionable in those days to date other cops. In fact, one of my well, Marty Elliott, my first training officer, our good friend of the show, Marty Elliott, had told me. He goes, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? If you date a fellow copper, what are you going to do? Go home and shine your shoes together and call each other asshole? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, but it, times have changed. That was 36, 37 years ago. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a more a friendly, more inclusive club now, supposedly. How? You know, so. No, no, that's, that's. Yeah, I, the, the waitresses, the waitresses are dating meth heads that come in 24 <laughs> seven and the nurses are dating, uh, I guess, doctors or um, God only knows, maybe firemen, you know, the police firemen, you know, America's America's heroes. They get the heroes. Yeah. They get yeah. The heroes, all the fires. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I guess the, the police uniform has lost its uh, 
lost its shining armor. Um, uh, you know what, Bill? I saw this. Speaking of kind of police officers, and you know, I find it. I am shocked by this. Uh, the city of Minneapolis. Um, it looks like they are hiring and looking for people and looking to spend some money now in their their police force after this this uh, few months long uh, crusade of defunding the police. All of a sudden, it's a quick U turn. Uh, I don't know if it has anything to do with the escalation of crime or anything, but does that surprise you at all, Bill? You know what? It doesn't. I mean, people are so, they're just screwed up. I mean, here's the deal. Uh, you know, it's like you, you, you're, you're, you go out and you're walking in your favorite pair of shoes and you step on a pile of shit. Instead of just cleaning them off, you throw them away. And then the next day you wonder, hey, I really need those shoes. I should have just cleaned them off. You know, it's kind of like you, you let the baby out with the bathwater, you know? If, if they had just taken a, a back off approach, let's deal with the guys who are the problem children instead of just defunding and, and demoralizing the entire department, you'd have, been, you'd have been money ahead. But like so many Democrats, okay, let me, let me just indulge me here a minute. Let me just give you my analogy on Democrats, if you would, please. Democrats like to just live a very cluttered life. Their politics are cluttered, and it starts from the home. If you notice, Democrats, they just, uh, they, they, you know, they want to defund. They want to do this. We want to do that. They, they, they're a bunch of knee-jerk reaction jack-offs, okay? And their, 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 their agenda is cluttered with all kinds of clutter, just a bunch of shit. If you go and you see how these people live, they have a cluttered house. Their minds are cluttered. You walk into their homes and you're tripping over newspapers that have been stacked up for three years. Okay? They are absolute pack rats. They're pack rats in their minds. They're pack rats in their life. You go to a Republican's home, like myself. I know I have a drawer for the number two pencils. I have a drawer for the number one pencils. I know where my underwear is. There's nothing on the floor. I know where... Everything is in my home, okay? I know where my 1979 tax return is in a certain drawer in my office, okay? I have order. I have order in my life. Unlike Democrats who are all over the fucking place. Do you think whatever that chick's name is, AOD or AOJ or DOA, which, you know, whatever her name is, do you think she her place is spotless and clean? And do you think she knows where her where her, I, I don't think she, know, I mean, I would love to walk in her house and see just, just what a cluttered mess it is. I guarantee she's got underwear on the floor that hasn't been picked up in three weeks. She's got shoes all over the house. I mean, she's a mess. Maxine Waters, I'd like to walk into her house and see the shit piled up all over the place. Oof, you know, and I'm sure the Bidens live like shit too. <laughs> well, let me, let me say this. So, I would say in general, there's there's always these these two opposing views. Like uh, I would say the Democrats, again, in general, they like to they they always feel like they have to do something. They have to be um, they have to be it has to be a movement. It has to be we got to change this, change that. Whereas Republicans say conservative in general, they want to be left alone. You you don't want to be messed with, Bill. You don't want to be restricted. You don't. You just want to be left alone, like most of us do. 
don't tell me what I can't do. Just let me live my life uh, and well, go after bad people. Let me be. It's not the socialist and 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 quasi communist agenda. It's one one world one world government. We're already there with the uh, with the uh, uh, state run media. Yeah, there's no fair media anymore. Even even Fox News is is gone gone left. Mm-hmm. You know they keep they keep uh, employing that asshole Chris Wallace. His old man's rolling over his grave about what a jackoff he is. It, it just, He's not it, fair and impartial. It, it baffles me how how partisan these guys are. Like you know, you and I have this referee uh, background. You have the uh, the cop background. I mean, there is no fairness, equality. It, it's all it's all slanted, and and they're not even shy about it anymore. They get no. up there, uh, and, and and you know, I want to go into this. I can't tell you how much the news media, how many times they have called uh, Trump Hitler, how many times they've called uh, his supporters Nazis, uh, racist. They throw out these these ugly terms, and they get away with it. Meanwhile. Uh, actress Gina Carano sent out a tweet that could have been worded better. Let's be honest, and and she is portrayed as this monster only because she's conservative and she's had uh, conservative uh, tweets in the past. Not only is she not, or do do they disagree with her tweets and things she says? She's not allowed anymore. She is such a threat now to. Uh, democracy and well-being. She's got to go. She has got to go. Meanwhile, her co-stars say awful things about America being like Nazi Germany. I mean, uh, if you Google Trump called Hitler, I guarantee thousands of things come up, which is disgusting, Bill, because it puts Hitler, it, it totally diminishes how evil that person was. Excuse me, I said person, how evil Hitler was. Anytime you call someone a Nazi, these are serious charges. You can't just throw this stuff around unless you're the news media or the extreme left. They're allowed to do anything right now, and I'm getting sick of it. Well, yeah, well, good luck. There's nothing you can do about it <laughs> except get more and more pissed off. Yeah. You know, um, no, I agree. Um, you know, we've got it's just a, a, a just a whole, you know, uh, spoonful of shit that we're having to, to, to digest and it doesn't taste good and the after effects are pretty lousy too so you know until such time as the people like Newsom, Pelosi, uh, Garcetti, uh, Schumer, all these jackoffs just completely um, outkick their coverage it's going to be that way. And then there's going to be, an, then there'll be a new swing where, you know, the right is right, you know, fight to be on the right. You know, it, it, I think the, 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 pen, the pendulum will, will come back, but it's going to be a while. It's typically, yeah, it swings back and forth. It's just, it's seeming to, to me to get, you know, after the George Bush years, it was like, oh, well, the, you know, the Obama, you know, change and hope and this and that. We need it. And so Obama comes in for eight years. And then, you know, Obama's a result of George W. Bush. Trump's a result of Obama. You could argue Biden's a result of Trump. I mean, it's it just swings back and forth. People get pissed off about one thing, uh, and then they get pissed off about the other, and so it just takes getting yeah. pushed around. It's you like know. you're a it's like you're a, a a a a bipolar nut bucket out on the dating circuit. You're like one person one one week, and you're like a, 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 the supreme the the extreme opposite the next week. 
You know, I don't get it. The, the world is bipolar. The United States, the United States is a bipolar. Uh, they need a lot of medication right now. Yeah. Well, well Bill, what, what, here's, here's how, to me, we live in this backward, it's backwards. Everything's backwards. You got this cancel culture, which wants to cancel somebody forever, take their jobs, take everything they own, never let them work again. Never. If you voted for Trump, you're evil, but there's no exceptions. Um, whereas, you know, you're an actress who makes a tweet nobody likes, something not nobody likes, people don't like. Uh, you got to be canceled, never work again. There's this mob mentality for cancel culture. However, it's the same mob that wants to take criminals and say, well, they shouldn't be in jail forever. Let them go. Let them get out of jail early. No, I mean, it's like the DA in Los Angeles, Gaston. He wants all criminals released. He doesn't want to prosecute anybody. All he wants in jail are cops. This whole cite and release concept, Bill, with the whole jail, you know, back to jails being overcrowded and criminals being released. Gaston, he, he let all the criminals out, uh, I'm sure, uh, tomorrow uh, because they never posted anything uh, mean on social media. But um, as far you had a story you were telling me about, pretty dark story at that. About well, here's a, an example. Here's, a, here's an example of the complete um, lunacy of this, of the policy on, on not booking into jail violent offenders. You had a situation where a, I think it was like a 20, 22 year old male in the city of Riverside was seen on Facebook or some type of social media uh, cutting the throat of a puppy. I believe the puppy, it was either a, uh, a Dotson or a wiener dog or some type of small puppy. And the people were outraged that saw it. They recognized the guy, they called the police. The police responded to over in a area in Riverside and they saw the guy, detained him, questioned him, were led into the room where he was conducting this, uh, this murder of the, of the dog. And they found the dog, 99% dead. They called the Humane Society. Humane Society came out. They took the dog to an emergency veterinarian and the dog had to be euthanized. Well, the suspect was arrested for 597 of the penal code, which is cruelty to animals. Okay, it's a felony, cruelty to animals. And the infinite wisdom of these judges, politicians that have instituted this cite and release only for nonviolent crimes, that did not fall within a violent crime. So guess what? This guy was written a ticket and he was on his merry way before the cops had the report written. Now, if that's not crazy, then you tell me what crazy is. How does that not fall under a violent crime? I guess to an, I guess animals don't, don't, uh, I guess it has to be to a human being. Well, wait till Peter, Peter hears about this, I'm sure. Well, wait until this guy escalates his, uh, his violence. And it's, he's, I mean, that is, that is what, that is how lunatic serial killers and mass murderers start.
yeah. by mutilating animals. Mm -hmm. And this guy's walking the street. This guy's walking the street in the city of yep. Riverside. I hope somebody recognizes him. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting out a hit or anything. I'm just hoping. I'm not threatening. I'm hoping. hoping there's a there's difference between hope and threat. I'm hoping. I'm hoping someone finds this guy and just kicks the living shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how he likes it. Now, again, I'm not threatening. I'm hoping. <laughs> Hoping, not threatening. We got it, Bill. Even though you're in Mexico in a, in a cartel uh, bunker there. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I, I help me understand. Help me understand, Bill. The, the big fear here is that there's too many people to put in jail because of COVID. COVID is the fear. So let me ask it's, you this. You put people it's in. These, it's the same fucking pack rat conditioned Democrats that live in squalor that are making these decisions. If it doesn't affect them, they don't care. Okay. If it doesn't affect them, they don't care. They're living high and mighty in their, in their gated communities inside their homes that have junk mail piled up from three years prior. And they live in, I mean, think about it, Matt. Next time you see one of these liberal um, uh, like political science Made uh, uh, political science instructors from either Loyola, Marymount, Claremont, Claremont University. All these. We, next time you see a liberal um, uh, professor giving their their accounts on shit that has to do with politics, look at their Zoom calls. Look in the background of their what, if they're in their office or their kitchen or their bedroom or God only knows where. They got shit stacked all over the place. You can tell a lot by a person by how much crap. How much utter shit they have piled around them. Yeah, that's true. That no, that's that is true. It uh, it says something about you. Um, but so, so and and you're right about that. They they don't because criminals being released, they're not they're going into the general public. They're not going next door to these to these uh, politicians and lawmakers. No, they're they're coming out it, into our our daily life. You know, so and um, and these these idiots these idiot politicians want to garner votes from these bad people. That's how they stay in power. Yeah, they by, let me out. I like them. Yeah, that's how they garner power is by, by you know, getting the vote of the, of, the, uh, of the criminal. It's criminals promoting criminals. Criminals promoting criminals. That's, uh, you have all kinds of, uh, of, of, of titles, really, that, uh, that I got to write down sometimes so that I, I have them for later. Um, so and let and let me get this straight. So somebody go gets arrested, they go into jail, and the fear is COVID, and that there might be a COVID spread in the jail. Those people aren't going anywhere allegedly. They're, wouldn't that be best to have it kind of isolated? But no, there's potential COVID, and now they're sent out into the public. Is what you're saying? So okay, okay. what you're trying to do is rationalize right now. Yeah. Do not rationalize with the irrational. Oh, you're right, Bill. I don't know. There I'm is no, you might as well just go bash your head against the wall right now. Okay. <laughs> there is no rational, rationalizing with the irrational. You can't do it. You're right. You're right. I hate saying you're right. Okay. Well, let me see here. What else did we, did we write down to talk? Okay, Bill, let's, let's talk. This is semi-sports related. It, it was a suggestion you made. I disagreed with it then. I disagree with it now. And tell me if you feel any different now after having seen it 
the whole Mark Cuban not playing the national anthem before Dallas Maverick games. You, when we were seeing all these protests and everything uh, in the summer, you just said, don't play the anthem. Take your ammunition away. Don't play the anthem. I disagreed with it. That was your- I stand by my, my position of not playing it and I stand by it now. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because if you have a dog and your dog, you have a nice little like, like uh, uh, throw rug. And every time you bring out that throw rug in the living room, the dog shits on it and it pisses you off and you get angry. You're not going to, you're not going to, no matter how much you, 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 you discipline the dog, rub its face in it and all that other shit you're supposed to do. It's not stopping it. Don't put the throw rug down. Keep it in the closet. Okay. Keep it in I, the closet. I, I understand your take, analogy. Take, take the, 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 take that away and you can't do any harm to it. Nobody, look, do you go to a game? Do you go to a sports when you could? Do you go to a, a, a sporting event to listen to the national anthem? I don't go there for that, but my policy was always be there by the time the anthem is played because that means okay. I'm on time. When we were working, Matt, when we were on the field, when we used to do games, we always wanted the anthem to be done before we got on the field, didn't we? Yes, but it wasn't because I despised the national anthem. It was because uh, I neither no, neither do I. I. You're not either. I know you're not either, but it was because <laughs> in baseball they have us go out there 15, 20 minutes and it's standing around. We're standing around after our plate meeting, even even waiting for the anthem, then the anthem's played, then we stand around some more. Whereas all that could have been done and we just walked out there. That's just how you know, we're standing. How many times and how many go ahead. Okay, and how many times my point is. Not stand, not, that, that has nothing to do with it. How many times when we went out there and stood for the anthem at attention like we're supposed to do, did we look in a dugout or we look in the crowd and some jack off is either sitting down or doesn't have their hat off and is mocking the whole uh, procedure? That's what I don't like. Therefore, if you're not going to change it, if you're not going to change it for the better, then just fucking eliminate it. I... I Okay. I think, I think we got to draw a line in the sand here, Bill. This what, no, once again, once again, you're trying about. to rationalize with the irrational. Okay, so what's next? What what what's next? Let's just do away with the Constitution too. That's that's archaic and oppressive. Let's get rid of that. What? Where do we draw the? Hold on, I'm sitting. Okay. Okay. The, the national anthem, when it comes right down to it, it's a song. It's a song that's hard to sing. It's a long song. And a lot of people have no appreciation for it. You can't for you can't force feed these people that don't that hate the country and hate what the, the, the stars and stripes are about. So you know, instead of in, in, instead of causing anger and embarrassment and, and and hostility, just you know what the game's still going to be. They're not there for the game's still going to be played. Bill, Bill, what have I okay. told you? What have I told you before about uh, this mob? This, this mentality of they, they ruin everything they touch. They, they got to, you know, they, they take some of our sacred values. They want to destroy it all. And by doing that, by forfeiting, by forfeiting and saying, okay, fine, you guys win this one. You have to take a stand at some Take point. their platform away. Bill, I understand that concept, but do you, okay, do you understand though that they do not stop? Once the national anthem is gone and away from sports, what is next? They will come up. I can't believe we're arguing about this. Imagine 10 years ago, 
that this debate would have raised on. Should we play the national anthem at sports? Just 10 years ago. And now here we are talking about it because, Bill, it doesn't stop. They'll be on to the next thing they want to take down. They're taking down statues of Abraham Lincoln. Abraham well, Lincoln. That I, have a pro- that I have a problem with, but we've, but, 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 but our, we've allowed it, you know? We've allowed it. Now, I will say this. I will say this. In baseball, in baseball, the game is played in this country, is it not? Yes. Therefore, that's why we play the anthem. How the, the players, the people, and the fans, for that matter, that are participating aren't all Americans. They don't have the appreciation and the, the love for the flag that we do. We, and we can't force feed that on them, even though we're feeding them and we're paying them, you know, and we're enabling their, 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 their handout life. They still want to bite the hand that feeds them. I get it. So eliminating a song to me is not a big deal. Not a big and I'm putting it in complete, simple layman's words. Should the eliminating American, a song. Should the American flag uh, be removed from stadiums as well? No, should, no. Should, why? No. It's just, a, no. it's just a piece of cloth with colors on it. Why shouldn't it be removed? But you can either look at it or you don't want, or you don't. You're not, you're not being pressured to stand up and salute it. Those who want to, those who want to look at it and 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 rave about it can those who don't well look at the you know look at whatever other the 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 lbgtq flag that's flying below it okay well uh my my it's called it's called choice okay and that's what this 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 united that's what gives us the the freedom of americans is choice i just see here's the thing i don't want to if 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 people are are pissing all over the anthem, not standing, raising a fist, yada yada yada, don't play it. Either if my point is, if you're not going to find those people that are doing it, or 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 or, or eject them, or uh, remove them, which I think you should, then if you're not going to do that, if you're not going to take a stand, then eliminate it. So if, if you're going to say the whole, it's a choice, okay. So what you're saying is you should have, okay, a choice to salute it or not, fine. Uh, but when you remove it, you're removing the choice. Now I have no choice. I can't, I can't stand for the national anthem because uh, that, that's something important and special to me. Stand I mean, up and sing it, sing it, stand up and sing it to yourself. Sure. That, that's the argument. That is the argument from the, from the other side. Uh, but I just don't understand. <laughs> nobody, nobody. Okay. The fans aren't in the arenas. Nobody, do you think those, those, the 12 players on each team give a flying fuck about the national anthem? No, they don't. Can I, can they I badmouth their country all the time. Of course. So maybe so, the three, possibly the three referees there might, would yeah. be the, the, the minority there that would like to stand up and salute the flag. Even maybe even they don't give a shit. If, My point is, is the, the, the people that are there, okay, the, if, if, if it was, if, if, the arena had fans or more fans, I think it would be different. But it's just it's just the the the, the players, the people involved in the game. Why bother? We got bigger fish to fry, Matt. Bill, but sure, sure. There it's it's the foundation. It's starting this, it starts with this though. If if you can't get someone to if 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 you can't get someone to uh respect 
the national anthem, then they lost it, it years ago. They lost it years ago when we quit having to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance in classrooms. And how's that gone? How is that? That's my point. How is that gone? You think kids? Horseshit. Are, it's gone. Horseshit. But, you think kids are better off because what, we removed the Pledge of Allegiance? We opened the gate and the horses are out of the barn. It's too late now. Uh, it's too late. Not too late. It is not well, too it late. Is. It is. Let's 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 fight another. Let's go out. Was it too end. late? Was it too late when the when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Uh, <laughs> 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 that's, that's, uh, what is that? Animal yeah. health. It's over when I say it's over. It's over when I say it's over. When the Germans okay, bomb okay, Pearl Okay, Mr. Blatarski, Senator <laughs> Blatarski. Fantastic. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to say. No, you can't. Let's let's expedite this. I got to pee, and then I got to get to the beach. It's 80 oh. degrees out. I don't want to miss out on the nice day. Wow, you know what, Bill? You're just you're just very selfish. I know you're you're tuning in from afar here, but uh, okay, yeah, it's almost noon your time. Uh, okay, one final question though, from uh, sports related. We'll, we'll step back yes. from from the uh, right. the world of uh, chaos. Okay, this is from Coach Dorico, one of your loyal listeners. He just has a simple question about. Uh, I want to know what Bill thinks about Gronk. He's super talented. He's a party animal. He retired early and then came back, much like you, Bill. What do you think of Rob? He wants to think about what I did. I missed the question. There's a garbage truck out for Oh, what this? do you think? What do you think of Rob Gronkowski? He's super talented. He's a party animal. He retired early and then came back, much like you, Bill. And uh, just wants to know what you think of Gronk. I think he's a he's a genuine guy. He speaks from the heart. He's he's a he's got a few bricks short of, of an entire load. In fact, the, 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 the retaining wall is missing, but uh, I, I like him. I like him. And he, like I say, big players show up for big games. He didn't really do squat all season, but in the Super Bowl, he showed up. And, you know, I think he is, he can party, he can play. He's a, he's a throwback to the old, uh, you know, uh, players from the 60s and 70s. And I like him. I agree. Yeah. Would you like to sit down and have a, a, a daiquiri or two with Bronx? If I could hold his concentration for more than 30 seconds, it'd be great. <laughs> you you should have, you know what, when you had Chuck Lyon on the show, you should have asked him about the night in Las Vegas that, that Chuck spent at a table with Rob Gronkowski, who went to college with Chuck's kid. And the other guy at the table was Jimmy Jones, wow. the owner of the Cowboys. Jimmy Jones? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, Jimmy Jones, Jim Jones, the guy from Juana. That, Jim Jones that, that is the Kool-Aid heard, guy, Bill. The Kool-Aid yeah. guy. No, yeah. Jerry Jones. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jimmy Jones. Yeah, you, you need, it's time for a Modelo for you, man. Get on, get on that beach. <laughs> I would have asked Chuck. Is it 5 o'clock yet? Jesus Christ. No. I need to get my money. Hey, you can, when you're in another country, Bill, that's the rule. They drink it. You can day drink all you want. Good. I'm about ready to partake. I know you're terrified, but uh, okay, Bill. Hey, stay safe down there in uh, Mexico, and uh, we hope to see you back. I know we'll probably next week we'll record whenever we can. But uh, yeah, if, if you don't hear from me in the next few days, send send down an extraction team and get me out of here. But I think I'm going to be okay. We we will keep an eye out on various news sources. Great. Great. <laughs> All right, Bill. Thanks for being here. And uh, if you if ahead. you see my head, if you see my head. Uh, and it's not attached to my body somewhere, then you know there's been a problem. Yeah. Hey, all seriousness, get home safe. Yeah, there you go. Brings a whole <laughs> new, a whole new reason to this show.
Amen. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Yeager, a casa con cuidado, Guillermo Barnes. Hope to see you back in the United States very soon. Thank you so much for joining us from another country. We have gone worldwide on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Bill Barnes. Uh, always great chatting with him and hearing him ramble about uh, his thoughts. And great to have him join us while on his vacation. I hope you guys can truly appreciate uh, what he does for the show and uh, setting aside the time to record with us weekly, usually on uh, Mondays or Tuesdays, so that we can get out episodes for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. I'm not sure if my Spanish was correct there. I, I was told that those were the words for get home safe. Uh, Bill Barnes, Guillermo, of course. I don't know. I don't know if I'm right or wrong there, but uh, I thought I'd try something there. Bill Barnes, get home safe. Come back to us. If not, we'll send out the search party. Let's not have another uh, international incident. Uh, but we hope you will be joining us again. Well, let's see. I'm not sure how long he's going to be gone. He might be joining us again next week from Mexico. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully uh, nobody shuts us down over there. But anyway, Bill Barnes, have a great time. Have a few cervezas there on the, the sandy beach and enjoy yourself. Guys, if you didn't get a chance to see our social media posts, I put one up about Bill Barnes. For his upcoming episode and he's there in a in a beach chair it looks like he's got a cold beer he's got uh, someone kind of giving him a foot massage and he's just soaking up the rays it's a great picture of bill if you haven't seen it already be sure to go check out our social media platforms uh if you don't know our social media platforms are uh get home safe podcast that is our facebook and instagram page our twitter handle is get home safe pod and our face excuse me our email address is Get home safe podcast at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you, and Bill would love to hear from you, as he mentioned in his podcast. So be sure to shoot him an email, shoot us an email, I should say, at the uh, get home safe podcast at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. It's a great way for us to keep track of everything, and uh, always fun to hear from the listeners, hear from the fans, even if you disagree. I mean, uh, with any subject under the sun, you saw Bill and I disagreed pretty heavily on something towards the end there and we got through it it is what it is we uh you know we we fight but then uh we're good friends afterwards so uh bill hope you come back to us uh very soon uh don't don't start any fights out there you're a lover not a fighter we know that now that you're retired no longer a police officer and uh hopefully you enjoy yourself uh my good friend uh guys again i apologize for the audio um it is what it is. I, I don't know what else to say. There's not much I can do to to, to bring it back. You are going to have to bear with it uh, again on Friday for our very long-form interview uh, with John Lee Sr. It is our 200th episode on Friday, and I'm kind of bummed out that my audio is so bad on my end. But uh, honestly, you're not tuning in to hear from me. You're tuning in to hear from a great man, John Lee Sr., that I think everyone can uh, learn a little something from, really appreciate uh, his story, his journey. Towards the end of his interview, he is going to share, uh, it, it felt like 30 minutes worth of stories where he just goes through one after another. Um, his his son, John Lee Jr., had actually given me a few notes on some stories that uh, we could kind of talk about and, and laugh about. And, and so there's plenty of those. So even if you're not a Real Hondo prep or Care Youth League person, I think there's plenty of things that, that you can gain from this um, and, and just really enjoy listening to. 
from a very special person, a very special man. And uh, Mr. John Lee will, uh, will be the main event on Friday. So I hope you guys will join us for that as you joined us today uh, here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Well, guys, sorry again. <sighs> Technical difficulties. I don't know what else to say. I, I just, I'm really bummed. You know, sometimes the content isn't great. I understand that, but I just want things to work. And I got my microphones finally working all these months. We started the, the interviews going on through Zoom now. I mean, what could stop us? We were on our way to, uh, you know, becoming one of the top podcasts in America. No, not really, but, oh, I was, things were looking up so much. I just, and then to have the audio just uh, drives me absolutely up the wall. So what are you going to do? All you can do is, uh, try to move on and come back better the next day right so that's what we're gonna do you guys know if you're loyal listeners here that uh, we bounce back we we have our bumps our bruises but we keep going we, we, we live to fight another day and that's what we're gonna do uh, tomorrow and the next and many many more after that our 200th episode is Friday I hope you will join us guys for uh, a, bi- a big one our 100th episode we did a while back was uh, rather memorable, and I think you guys will really enjoy our 200th episode as well. I'm a little biased, but I really do think uh, you will benefit from, from tuning in on Friday. So I will see you then. But until then, guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.